Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Comdex Weekly Spaces. Today featuring Syndicate. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to the weekly Twitter Spaces uh, with the Comdex team. Today we're joined by the Syndicate team. We have Mike who has joined, joined us as well. Um, as we usually do, we'll start off the Twitter spaces by sharing some updates from our end, which will be shared by Dheeraj, who's joined us. And then we'll get into the conversation with Mike and the Syndicate team. Great. I can see some people have started coming in, and I think more will keep coming in. So uh, we can definitely start off uh, the spaces. Of course, for anyone who's missed any part of this, uh, the spaces is recorded, um, you know, thanks to the Terra Spaces team as well. So shout out to them. And uh, if you ever miss any of these spaces, you can always catch them on the terraspaces.org website. And uh, yeah, I think we can surely get started off with sharing some updates from our end. So Dheeraj, the floor is yours. If you could just share us, uh, share with us the updates for this week. Sure, sir. Thank, thanks a lot. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Uh, so update would be like uh, this week we updated our testnet to version 10. Uh, hopefully, we'll upgrade our mainnet next week. Uh, also, last night we completed syndicate code uh our team is testing it uh for the next upcoming upgrades we have uh we have started working on you know uh, ibc hooks and ibc rate limitings uh, uh somehow we missed announcing like uh we published info.csap.1 for all the information so about uh about the csap uh that's also completed it was released uh, last week uh about uh we've also started working on multi-hop on our csop uh, which will allow to uh strap uh, all the tokens uh, as, as of now we can only strap the tokens uh, within the pools uh and there are many more updates to come which will be uh, surely providing next week uh this would be it for this week you know Thanks, Iraj. Uh, yeah, as you guys heard it, um, info.cswap.1 is now live. So do check it out and, uh, you know, have a look at all the statistics from the decks there itself. And uh, multi-hop is also enabled, which is an important feature that we've been working on for some time where you can now just trade between assets regardless of whether or not they exist in the same pool, uh, which is, again, a, a big step towards kind of uh, improving the overall user experience. It's, and, and it's, generally it's, sorry, it's, it's not enabled. We are working. We have started working on it for the next upgrade. You know, multi-opera. Apologies, yeah. I missed that. Uh, but yes, uh, the the focus with all the work we do is ultimately to just improve the overall UX for users of the platforms. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll be sharing more updates along the, about those, and uh, we do keep collecting feedback from you guys about how we can improve the apps as we go. And uh, all of that will ultimately be integrated and, and making sure the overall user experience for you guys is much better as users. And uh, yeah, 
with that being said, I think we can surely jump into the conversation with the syndicate team. Uh, let me see if Mike has been added as a speaker. Mike, if you're if you're here, I've added you as a speaker. If you can accept the invite and hop on. For those of you that don't know, uh, you know Mike is part of the syndicate team. He he's been on the spaces before, so some of you might be familiar with with him and with what syndicate is. So today we'll. For those who are not familiar, we'll talk a bit more about what Syndicate is as a kind of an intro and then also go a bit more into the updates of what they have got going on since the last time we spoke. So, uh, Mike, I can see you as a speaker. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? Good, good. Can everybody hear me? Yes, okay. can you hear you clear. Yeah, so, awesome. so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I was just going to say, Mike, for, for those who are not familiar with, uh, you know, Syndicate and yourself, maybe if you could start off with a quick intro on who you are and what Syndicate is, and then we can jump right into it. Yeah, so basically, I am the uh, the founder and uh, basically the brains behind the operation with Syndicate. I know we've been, uh, for the people that aren't here, uh, we've been talking with Comdex for a while, about, I think, almost half a year uh, when I brought up the idea to the Darth and team. So um, basically, with the Syndicate, really is trying to be is is like a product manufacturer almost like uh, in like traditional finances what you would call like a broker dealer and someone that really comes into an ecosystem tries to provide solutions uh and really tries to bring liquidity and uh just enhance uh let's say a good example is like enhance incentives or enhance liquidity so uh the first protocol that we really started to partner with was going to be uh c-swap and uh harbor and uh the goal is to uh make basically the the best i guess best suited product for ve tokenomics for most people that don't understand ve is voter escrow um as essentially locking mechanisms for governance tokens to be able to participate and vote and direct incentives towards specific vaults and pools so uh basically what i did is i took the idea from uh, Curve coming from Ethereum and, and Phantom and uh, the Ethereum ecosystem and uh, kind of <laughs> got beat by uh, the solidly forks that end up coming to Kava, but was really the first one that kind of brought this idea to Cosmos. So um, I think the, the goal is to eventually be uh, a product manufacturer suite. So uh, more like similar to like a staked out or a, a redacted. And what that means is, so let's say you have V Harbor, which is you lock it traditionally through you know the harbor protocol and you don't have a liquidity option meaning that you have you know for a four month lock and you're not able to get out of it so what syndicate would do is make you know a liquid lock positions called like a llp or like a cvx crv for those who are familiar with complex and basically give users the option to swap in and out uh, of their lock position like a, a liquid stake derivative so uh, it's more on the application layer than on the blockchain layer because you know the app chain thesis i'm still a believer in it I think you still need to have, uh, I think, like, especially with Comdex being commodity focused, you still have to have applications uh, on the chains. I think Stride does a really good job of doing one thing and really well. And I think Comdex is eventually going to do one thing and do it really well, which is commodities once they come on chain. So what we thought is, you know, let's let's make this uh, this model that doesn't exist uh, in the the IBC that's basically like this liquidity governance black hole. Uh, to be able to get governance tokens, direct incentives, and enhance liquidity, and basically be a, a big participator in governance. So, awesome! Uh, thanks for that. Uh, you know, high level intro and and uh, understanding of what Syndicate is. Uh, 
Um, can you talk a bit about how you, you know, arrived at the idea of uh, building Syndicate as a platform and, and why you felt like uh, you know, building it on Comdex was the right place to do it? Yeah, um, uh, that's actually a great, uh, a great segue into what I was going to talk about, which is basic, basically this idea of this uh, FAT protocol thesis versus app chain thesis. So uh, for those who don't know, I came from Phantom. I was a contributor uh, in, a, in a few different projects um, and kind of had a, an idea of where this, the ecosystem was going. Uh, and then the solidly, um, basically the solidly idea came out on Phantom and it was a huge flop. Um, but I didn't really think it was a huge flop. I just think the execution was a huge flop. And that's really where the VE33 uh, came from. So you saw a lot of uh, projects start to op- um, started to um, adopt this idea of VE33, which is basically an inflation inflation controlled supply, which doesn't allow dilution. Because the problem with just regular VE to- tokenomics is, you know, to prevent dilution, you just have to keep bu- relocking or buying more tokens. So what 33 does is it, it basically lets you keep your buying and governance power on a weekly basis as long as you keep relocking so you don't get diluted out versus other holders. So I, I saw Harbor and I was like, well, this is an interesting idea, uh, a CDP with uh, with VE3 to- tokenomics. I think commodities is something that really hasn't been done well in the crypto space, which I don't think a lot of people understand how big the commodities market is and, and how big the really like how large, you know, the, the, the sum of money that goes into the commodities market and traditional finance. So I kind of arrived at this idea of, you know, let's let's try to do something that's different that hasn't really been done before uh, on the sense of, you know, enhancing liquidity eventually with commodities and, and enhancing liquidity on a chain that has, you know, the full DeFi product suite. So I think that's really where I arrived at this idea of building the syndicate because I saw it work super well on Ethereum L1. I see it work on Arbitrum, you know, Phantom. I'm like, well. If, if it's worked well on on uh, these uh, a few of these chains, I, why wouldn't it work well? You know, on on a on an opportunity where there's probably billions of dollars uh, to be shared, like the commodities market. So, absolutely. And then you know, you also mentioned earlier about convex and curve and and how they kind of pioneered the vote escrow mechanism. So uh, maybe for the ones who aren't familiar with what that is, could you give us a high level of what that mechanism is and, and you know, maybe in the context of Harbor to, to better explain it to the ones listening? Yeah. So what it is essentially is you have a currency consumer, as I like to call it. Uh, just think of it like, you know, Japan and the United States. So uh, United States has yen on the balance sheet and so does, you know, and the, and the, uh, the Bank of Japan has dollars on the balance sheet and they both need each other. So it's essentially what what the syndicate is going to do is consume Harbor, give you essentially a a uh, a locked I'd say like a liquid lock position as I call an LLP a certificate of ownership of let's say you have you know a hundred Harbor. So what we're going to do is we're going to lock the Harbor. We're going to give you a uh, a derivative which is S Harbor, and what S Harbor is going to do. You're going to stake it with the syndicate. You're going to still be able to have rewards, you know, with with emissions, bribes, et cetera. You know, syndicate's going to take a fee for obviously providing a service and you'll have the liquidity option, which I think a lot of people appreciate with liquid staking derivatives. So it's, it's essentially the same idea uh, as an LSD, which is just on the application layer. It's it's really not it's, it's a concept that a lot of people kind of goes over people's heads, but it's actually pretty simple in the sense of what you're doing is you're giving up basically the the option to be able to vote on the base layer 
and you're giving the, the, the voting power to syndicate. And syndicate's goal is to obviously maximize bribes, maximize rewards, but still, you know, the idea in our head to not become a conglomerate and control the whole entire governance process as well. So. Awesome. And, and in that regard, you would say it's fair to say that syndicate is to Cosmos what like redacted is to Ethereum, right? Yeah, I'd say syndicate is more more redacted to uh, curve than it is to anything. So like redacted would be to convex or like it's not so like uh, it's it's more related to, you know, obviously like right now, I think redacted starting to expand into the Ethereum ecosystem. But to start, like we don't want to get ahead of our bridges and start to branch out to other chains and stuff like that because you want to actually, you know, start small and then expand out because the problem is, is if and this is a problem that you run into is if, you know, you start consuming other protocols, now you're starting to actually lose voting power and, you know, then you then you're spread too thin and you really have no control over anything. So I think the goal is to to basically have, you know, a, a, a good share of governance in Harbor. So we, we can basically direct incentives where we really like see fit or where the bribes are going. So let's say certain pools like, you know, Comdex and enhancing liquidity and Comdex, you know, Comdex pairs or enhancing liquidity on staking derivative pairs. So I think that's really the goal is to enhance liquidity through, you know, the marketplace, which is version one. And then eventually when V2 comes out, have the liquid liquid lock positions to be able to have have users not feel, you know, the need to lock up their tokens at the base layer, still having liquidity options, still be able to collect bribes and still be able to receive incentives. So. Got it. Got it. And then could you then explain how the incentive model on on a syndicate differs from, you know, what what traditional models of incentivization look like on other DeFi protocols? Yeah. So I think that the problem and and this is obviously I I hate to call it a problem, but I think the problem is is with most DEXs and uh, I'm not specifically targeting osmosis, but um, is is they have an inflationary token that really doesn't do anything other than governance. So the problem is, is when you have a governance token that doesn't have a fee share or doesn't have, uh, I'd say, a a healthy weight in voting. So like you have to actually have a lot of osmosis to make a big, a big change in the chain or direct incentives. So I think application specific, you know, DEXs and stuff like that, I think are really helpful for users and protocols to be able to actually make a difference in governance. I think that's what you see with Curve and that's what you see with a lot of these solidly forks is that, you know, users and, and protocols are actually able to make a difference versus, you know, let's say the team had, you know, a an over-the-counter um, deal with some, you know, big venture capital. And now the venture capital is making decisions upon, like Uniswap is a perfect example of this, where venture capitals basically control the whole entire DEX and users can't have any vote and don't get really any incentives and all the fees go back. Uh, to the uh, to the Uniswap holders, which is venture capital. So we we honestly want to change that model. I think, you know, obviously Osmosis does a lot of things really really well. <laughs> I think they have deep liquidity. They have a lot of good stable swap pools. I just not a big fan of their incentive model. And I, I I've had a few calls with Stride uh, and other teams to discuss, you know, why you know C Swap and and Harbor Protocol can can basically maximize the liquidity without them having to promise amount of you know, X amount of stride per week, and they can kind of negotiate that on a weekly basis. And that's just, that's basically what the bribe system is in the marketplace is. So to answer your question, Sadar, so what basically the difference between, you know, the two is 
one and uh, one incentive model is basically huge emissions to certain pools and you really have no control over it versus syndicate which is maximizing incentives for the holders of the harbor directing harbor emissions to pools that receive you know bribes and incentives and eventually what we want to create is this this marketplace and this decentralized economy to be able to have these bribes drive liquidity to certain pools so it's almost like a pay to play which is more accessible for the average user Awesome. I think that's a great way to put it, uh, the way you did at the end. And uh, surely it's something that, you know, will begin to make a lot of sense for users as they become more and more familiar with uh, with the way the incentive structure is designed um, on Syndicate and once it goes live. Um, could you maybe give more examples of, you know, how the Syndicate marketplace can be utilized by DeFi protocols today uh, across Cosmos? Yeah, so... Uh... So a good example would be LSDs. So if you're a liquid staking derivative protocol, or yeah, like liquid staking derivative protocol, like Stride, Persistence, Quicksilver, instead of incentivizing directly on like an osmosis pool or Crescent or where you really don't have the functionality to, I guess, commit commit, commit a certain incentive schedule um, for a certain amount of period, you can... It basically gives these people flexibility and these protocols flexibility to do it on a weekly basis. So instead of emitting, you know, four million stride per week, let's say you bribe liquidity for one week or two weeks or whatever it is and on a weekly basis. So you can kind of gauge how long you really want the incentives to really, I guess, I'd say stand. So if you're a stride, let's say you want to use the marketplace and say you want to bribe ST Adam to Adam pool on CSwap. And you want harbor emissions to to basically deepen that liquidity because incentives are going to deepen liquidity. More the LP providers are going to go where the incentives are, um, and we've seen that multiple times with mercenary liquidity. So C swap doesn't have a lockup me- mechanism, which I think is is a gift and a curse because I think not necessarily does it prevent mercenary liquidity, but it still gives LPs the, the option to be able to exit, which I think is the most important. Because the problem with bonding liquidity is you have a 14-day 14, 14 bonding period, and let's say incentives end on str- the stride pool. Now you have a 14-day opportunity cost. So what we we thought is, well, C-Swap doesn't have this lockup. You can still have exercise, you know, this, this option of liquidity, meaning that you can move in and out of liquidity pools. We can direct incentives to sort specific liquidity pools so a lot more people can to participate in liquidity mining, et cetera. So let's say stride pl- places a bribe. For the ST Adam to Adam pool uh, on the on the uh, syndicate platform, let's say it's five thousand for that week. So what would happen is five thousand dollar or five thousand stride would go towards you know bribes for voting for VE Harbor emissions to be directed to the uh, to the ST Adam to Adam pool. Uh, syndicate would take a five percent cut for using the platform, and then the other ninety five percent would go to uh, to users. So users would get the bribes and if they have emissions in those pools let's say if you're a you can basically double double your awards let's say you're a user and you have adam in the st adam pool not only are you voting for that pool for yourself but you're also receiving bribes on top of that and comdex incentives so i think that's basically the the under the underlying idea of it is to maximize incentives deepen liquidity and and be be a I guess a subsidiary and a decision making for for VE Harbor emissions. 
Awesome. I think that covers a lot of the details uh, about the platform itself and, and also probably answers my next question, which is going to be about how the, the marketplace cover, uh, you know, earns revenue and then basically how it supports its operations. So is there more to add to that for, from your end or, or you feel you've covered that with what you just said? Yeah, I think the, the thing is also uh, I'd like to mention is so there's going to be a cliff off. So what we're going to do is take it 0.5%, obviously 50 basis points from the user end. I know it stinks and people hate it, but the thing is, is we have to somewhat make revenue without having a token. And the last thing we want to do is create a token because I think a lot, I think we've seen over the years uh, in, in the DeFi space, how, how malicious that can be, especially with inflationary rewards and convincing people to buy, you know, something that has high inflation. And that's really the model that Redacted and a lot of these protocol used. Uh, it is the 3-3 model, actually, which uh, I, I don't think is the best idea for a product manufacturer. I think eventually down the road, you know, it could definitely be considered with a revenue sharing model. But as of right now, like the goal is just to be this ecosystem, you know, product manufacturer where we we are basically putting everything that we earn back into the protocol until we really see, you know, fit where it's able to raise a, a, a token and, and have a fee share. So I think the marketplace is the number as the first product because I think it's a very low risk, uh, low reward kind of idea. It's the sense that you're not going to make a crazy amount of money from the protocol level, but it's something that I think <clears throat> users need. Uh, and users haven't been able to use or experience in the Cosmos ecosystem. And that's why we thought to bring it uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times when it comes to um, the word bribes itself, or even the kind of ethics of incentivizing governance through bribes, it kind of becomes a subject that a lot of people have concerns about. So how do you respond to that in terms of, you know, what measures are taken for uh, from, from syndicates and to ensure it's fair and transparent uh, for all those participating? I always laugh at this question because if people don't think bribes exist, um, <laughs> a lot of handshake deals I think that we don't know about that aren't transparent. I think we've seen that in the governance process in Cosmos and on the DeFi application layer. And like, I think a good one would be what's happening to Rook right now on Ethereum L1. For those who don't know, basically what's going to happen is the uh, the Rook team is trying to steal the treasury from holders. And we obviously want to prevent all those situations uh, from happening. So, um, you know, the word bribe is the correct word. I mean, people use incentives as, as, as a secondary word. I mean, the correct word is bribe. What you're basically doing is you're bribing, bribing holders to direct incentives towards certain, certain, I'd say certain pools or assets. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think bribe is, is the correct word because what you're doing is you're exchanging, you know, money in service for votes. Other than that, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you would really call it. So um, I think bribe, bribe is the correct word. But what you're to to go back to what you're saying before I go off on a tangent, Siddharth, is that you know, I think being a conscious actor is the most important thing in the crypto space. Is you're not going to get everything right. You're not going to be this white knight that everybody assumes is going to do the right thing. Because if you're doing that and you're preaching yourself as that, you're always going to let people down. You know, Andre, Daniel. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people like that, you know, SBF, where you had these people that are like an evangelical crypto, you know, I'd say can't do anything wrong kind of person. Uh, and that's really not what we're, we're trying to do. I think what we're going to do, be doing is trying to act in the best interests of our users, the best interests of the Comdex platform and the best interests of Syndicate. 
So if there's a malicious, you know, let's say a good example is we hold a lot of governance power on Harbor and there's a proposal that actually has our best interests in it. I think it's probably better off that we abstain or at least gauge the community, you know, on Twitter spaces or something like that. And, and if people who know me know I've been pretty active in the community with grabbing feedback. So we're not going to make any decisions on any governance or any bribes or anything that would act, hurt the ecosystem in the long term. It may look like it in the short term uh, on some decisions, but our goal was to be in the, in the Comdex and in the, in the crypto ecosystem, especially in the IBC for five to 10 years. So we're not we're not a short-sighted actor in the sense of extracting as much value as we can and leaving the crypto space. I don't think there's any other space besides the crypto space where there's really exponential growth in a, as an emerging market. I mean, I come from traditional finance, so I know this. Um, so I guess what to answer your question all in all is that, you know, bribes are not essentially a bad thing because they benefit the users. I think at the end of the day, you know, I come from traditional finance, so you know, the customer is always right. I think the customer, if you don't have customers and you don't have users, your protocol is going to fail. So if you can maximize, you know, the the user experience, you can maximize, you know, the user's incentives and basically have a bilateral, you know, incentive system where you'll, you'll win as a protocol and the users win. And it's not heavily balanced in one way, meaning that, you know, you have an inflationary token, the users basically farm it to zero, the DEX goes under, and the team exits, you know, early and takes all the liquidity, and then the people that are continually buying lose, and and they and they end up holding the bag, and then then you have on the other end is I don't want to bring up a protocol, but I might as well bring it up because I've been very skeptical about them. It's like Rebus, where you have a reverse auction, the team hasn't built a product, they convince people to have these high incentives, people buy them, and the token gets inflated zero. So you want to avoid those two situations where you know you have this incentive model where you really can't win, but you can't lose. And that's kind of where we're, we're kind of sitting in is where you're going to win more than you're going to lose, but you're not going to lose exponentially. So let's say the winning part is that you're receiving bribes and the losing part is you're giving up a little of your, your governance power in, in the process. So it's an equal exchange for, for the service provided. Absolutely. I mean, as you rightly pointed out, right? Like, uh, it's it's often the word bribe itself that triggers people, and you know, it's it's kind of acts like a blocker for them to actually look into what's actually being provided as a service and how it benefits everything around it. So, uh, definitely, kudos to you guys for for what you guys are building. I think it's definitely beneficial in the broader scope of DeFi and Cosmos, uh, not just you know restricted to what we're building at Comdex itself. Uh, for your own, you know, background, you 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 mentioned you come from traditional finance, but I also know you've you know spent a lot of time in the DeFi space, in Phantom, and in, in the other ecosystems. How do you uh, you know look at the state of DeFi, the way it is in Cosmos right now, and uh, you know what do you see for it in the near future? Of course, there's been a lot of uh, progress that's been made in a short time, very recently, and and there's a lot of building going on as we speak as well. So uh, curious to know what you think, um, you know, lies for DeFi Cosmos um, in the coming future. I think what we need to do is take a step back, take a deep breath and zoom out. I think gauging the community sentiment on Twitter is, is tough because everybody has a short-sighted mindset. But to give people, you know, a, a, good, um, a good idea is when you come from a traditional finance space, you know, it takes years for, for products to be manufactured. Uh, let's say a good example for those people from the United States, like if you're going to make an annuity product or you're going to make, you know, a mutual fund or put, 
you know, an ETF together, that takes years of work to, to just get one product out. I think what we need to do is kind of take a deep breath, step back, let the builders do what they're going to do, and kind of place your trust in, in teams instead of tokens. So I, I think to answer your question, Siddharth, the DeFi space is so, so, so early. It's very, very, you know, I would say immature in the sense of what it's truly going to be in five to 10 years. And I think Cosmos is going to grow exponentially, which I I think it's the best position protocol and and idea in the DeFi space, just because, you know, if you look at the FAT protocol thesis with L2s, so how do you know once the critical liquidity of with billions and trillions of dollars come into the ecosystem in L1, L2, that's actually going to be able to stand the throughput and the transactions and still have these cheap transactions? I mean, nobody knows until the basically the liquidity comes. So I don't think that that's going to, I mean, the liquidity is going to come, but I don't think the promise is going to be met where all these L2s are going to be able to service Ethereum. I think there's a multiple, multiple, multiple L1 world that we're going to live in. I think people don't understand how big the world in finance actually is. And that's why I think Comdex is so special is nobody is trying to do commodities. Synthetics tried to do it, but they're trying to do it from a price speculative kind of kind of idea which people weren't trading them but the problem is is with that is people weren't trading them because not that many people know crypto exists so <laughs> you know if that that many people don't know crypto exists how niche of a community know commodities on blockchain exist so i think it's a problem that hasn't been presented yet in the sense of you know they're trying to say well nobody came to you know to trade synthetics on blockchain but the people that were trying to trade synthetics on blockchain were traders, not commodity traders. So um, I think eventually when that the commodity traders do come in, the int- institutions do understand how useful the, the the platform and you know how useful blockchain is. That the commodity slice of the pie is 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 a massive, massive, massive. I I, I can't speak enough of this, and I know I'm kind of you know going off on a tangent on it, but the com- commodity space is a massive space. And I think that's what what makes Comdex so special and why I thought Comdex is, you know, how many L1s are there that have DeFi applications that are trying to solve the banking problem or trying to solve the financial problem or trying to just change the banking industry? There's a there's I can name 20 off the top of my head, but I don't know very many, if any, that are just trying to specifically target commodities. And I think there's a big, 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 big. Um, there's a big chance uh, for CMST to become a commodity-backed stablecoin, which I would be super excited <laughs> if that would be uh, if that would be uh, possible. Just because I'm a big, big advocate for free-floating stablecoins that aren't pegged to USD. Um, but uh, I think the DeFi space is very immature uh, at, at its current state, and where it's going to be in five to ten years is going to be exponentially different. It's going to look totally different than what we see, and I think. Uh, to to wrap it all up is UX and UI are something that are very underrated from the protocol level that a lot of, I think, builders don't understand uh, because the goal is to get as many users as you can. So if your UX and UI is hard to understand or it's it's not easy to navigate, it's going to be a hard time getting users on the platform. So the UX and UI, I think, today versus a year from now is going to look a lot different. And then a year from, and just, it's just going to be a rolling effect. <laughs> Eventually, you're not going to know what chain you're operating on. You're not going to know what application you're operating on. It's just going to be a simple UI under, interface. If a user wants to 
stake, let's say they want to stake, you know, CMST and they want to get the best yield. They'll put it in, they'll click it, they'll put it in some vault, let's say to use a syndicate and three other protocols and some earlier, and the user just sees the yield and that's it. But they're really acting with like four or five DeFi applications in the process of doing so. So I think that's the final boss and like the final, you know, iteration of DeFi is this one touch click, um, one touch click service for retail that they don't have to interact with any of these applications, but the applications still share the revenue from retail being able to use these products. 100% agree there. I mean, uh, a lot of things that you say are fully, fully aligned with, uh, you know, especially when it comes to thinking about traditional finance itself, you know, getting anything built in the traditional finance space is a multi-year process, typically involving several different parties from several different kind of backgrounds of expertise. So where we are at DeFi today, of course, is um, very early days. And, um, you know, as you said, the end game is ultimately to have this UX where users just have to click once. And um, what happens in the back end is that it gets deployed across all these different protocols and, and produces the yield for them in, in sustainable ways. And and a big part of our vision with building Comdex is exactly that, is that um, at the heart of it, it's the infrastructure layer that can house any kind of, uh, you know, DeFi application that can generate yields on crypto assets for users. Um, of course, as the, the infrastructure matures, as more and more liquidity comes into it, the receptiveness of, you know, institutional players like um, commodities traders and whatnot becomes like it grows. And, and that's the end goal is to ultimately bring those folks into this space because we know that this technology is ultimately, it holds the potential to disrupt, uh, you know, industries as large as commodities itself. And that that's kind of the end goal we're working towards. Of course, as you mentioned, it's going to be a multi-year process trying to get uh, all those little moving play, moving pieces in place to ensure that uh, you know things are ready when the liquidity does come around for it, and of course um, with with the support of kind of uh, great builders like yourself who who are able to recognize this potential and utilize the infrastructure that's in place, I think uh, a more vibrant and and growing ecosystem of DeFi can be built uh, not just on Comdex but for the multi-chain as a whole. So f- fully aligned there, and I think there's a lot to look forward to on on that front. Um, so yeah, I think with with all of that being said, you know, uh, maybe we can talk a bit about what lies in the future for Syndicate, more in terms of the immediate future and the long term. Uh, you know, are there some specific use cases or products uh, within Cosmos that you guys are excited about integrating with, and then what can people expect in the coming future from from Syndicate? Yeah, so uh, the the closest thing ready to launch is the marketplace, which should be done uh, mid April. Um, and that's obviously tentative, just uh, being able to integrate it and, and have it actually work. But the test net should be coming out pretty soon, within weeks, probably I'd say about two weeks or, or within the week. And the, the, the test net is incentivized for those who are asking. So we obviously are going to use a lot of our grants to onboard users. Uh, and we're going to use about, I think it's about 20,000 CMDX to incentivize people to use the test net. So uh, those who are going to be participating and actually using the platform are going to be uh, compensated in doing so because I think it's really important. Security is one of the one things that I think is super undervalued in the crypto space. Uh, and we're not going to launch a product until all the bugs and everything are fixed. Obviously, <laughs> there's probably going to probably going to be some bugs uh, when the product is actually launched. You can't obviously promise <laughs> everything's going to work as smoothly as you can. So I think the goal is to get it cl- as close as perfect as we can uh, before we launch the actual product. And that's just the marketplace. So for V2, that's probably going to take a little more time just because 
when you do LLPs, any sort of liquid locked or staking derivatives, there's going to be some stipulations with how much, you know, it's going to be the caller reward, which means how much is basically you're going to be taking as a cut as a protocol for providing the service. Then you have to worry about the lock durations. There's just a lot to go into it. We have a pretty good idea on on what we're going to go with, but that's that's basically going to be our idea of V2. And then um, I think in V2 as well is going to be the enhanced marketplace, which is going to be, I can't promise this, <laughs> but uh, expanding to Dexter and other other DEXs on uh, on other chains uh, to be able to to have bribes uh, go towards those chains. It's just depending on the compatibility with Cosmos and Persistence. But I think the ne- the next Dex we're kind of looking at is is Dexter, just because we like the idea of uh, of the uh, liquid stake derivatives. And then I think V three and on is is to expand to uh other ecosystems and 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 partner with it as many protocols and and projects as we can i think we're we're very very good at at partner uh being like a, a partnership protocol in the sense of where you can provide value to whatever protocol we par- uh, partner with and if we don't see you know the pro- the partnership being you know a good idea for both parties we're not going to pursue it but i think the goal for us is to partner with as many protocols and projects as we can. You know, I think we've been talking to Y Foundry Dow and White Whale uh, just on the Comdex ecosystem to see how we can help each other. Uh, and I think that's one of the things in the DeFi space that's just really cool is where you have these, you know, these protocols that might even be in competition, but they're working together uh, because they understand how big the space is going to be in the coming years. So I think that's what really I'm excited about is partnering with more projects, really learning about more about what they have to, to offer to the DeFi ecosystem, even though if it doesn't directly de- benefit Syndicate and just expanding, you know, the product suite for users. And I think at the end of the day, like I said, I, I don't want to be redundant, but if you don't have users and you don't please your users, you know, and you don't benefit, you know, your users, it's going to be a hard, you know, you know, a hard time for you to, to launch an actual product that has any revenue. So. Absolutely, and and I think that's uh, that's very exciting to hear about as well, and and do look forward to hearing more from you guys as well as that comes around. Um, I think what we can do to close this uh, off is maybe you could just give a quick uh, you know information to anyone who's listening about how they can learn more about Syndicate, and if they ever want to you know contribute or get in touch with you guys or you know get more specific information from you, what's the best way to reach you and and how they can find you. Yeah, uh, the syndicate. The syndicate hub uh, is the Twitter handle. It's at the syndicate hub. Uh, it's in my bio. If anybody wants to get in touch to me, my DMs are always open. I mean, you can just at me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on here. I take you know engaging with the community pretty seriously. Um, so if anybody has any questions, any thoughts, any contributions, any recommendations, I'm open to hearing everybody and anybody's opinion. So um, especially if it could benefit us in the long run, especially from a user experience. So I think the best way to get in touch is obviously, you know, Syndicate Mike, which is my Twitter, and then as well as the Syndicate Hub, who Jordy, who can't be on this morning that runs. So uh, both of us have, are pretty active in the, in the crypto community. So if you have any questions, concerns, anything to add, um, you can always DM me. But if you're looking for more information on the Syndicate, the Medium article is out. Uh, and so is the white paper. So um, the test net will be coming out pretty soon. So that'll be a more better idea what the product looks like. I have some pictures and stuff like that and actual working application, but I want to make sure when we put it out, you know, it, it, it's a full product. I know it's it, it stinks that nobody's going to be able to get their hands on it early, but we're still testing it. So just just stay patient. And, and I think you guys are really going to like the product when it's finally out. 
Absolutely. And I'm definitely excited to, uh, you know, try our hands out on it uh, as soon as we are ready to do that. Uh, perfect. So, you know, I think what we can do now is for the next few minutes, just um, if anyone who's listening has any questions to to let them ask their questions. And if not, you know, you guys caught how you can catch Mike and, and the syndicate team and you can always reach out to them if you have any more questions or, or you know, suggestions as well. Uh, same for same for us as well. You know, we have a pretty active Telegram community chat, a Discord, and you can always reach out to us on Twitter as well. Um, so yeah, I can see V has requested to speak. So I'm going to add V as a speaker. I see Stakesito is requested as well. I'm going to add you up, but we'll let Stakesito go right after V. Thank you. Thank you, Siddharth. Hi, well, welcome everyone to the Comic Space today. I'm V. I'm a mod for Comdex Chats. Mostly you will see me on Telegram. Uh, the, the first question I have is for Mike. Mike, hi. Uh, I've, uh, it's great to see you here. I have seen you even all active on our forum, which is forum.comdex.one. And I'm, I'm happy to see the discussions today. I just wanted to uh, understand something. Now, the way this process works, if I understood it correctly, is that we will be locking our vHarbor, and then we will be delegating the voting power to syndicate to syndicate to uh, you know probably maximize the bribes per vote now do you think that will lead to a centralization of voting power which uh, we harbor holders have and uh, on the contrary do you also think that that will increase the participation of the v harbor voting power which the community has yep so that's a that's actually a great question because like I said earlier, there is no, I guess, one shoe fits all kind of uh, solution where you have total decentralization with maximum incentivization. So uh, your question is correct. Yes, that does lead to centralization problem, which I think uh, Leonor's crypto man on the forums discussed earlier and was one of his concerns. But the thing is, is like I said, for the most part, what syndicates really going to be doing is maximizing and selling. We don't have the votes. We're just kind of like a broker. And we're brokering those votes to certain pools that have the, the 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 highest bribes. So we're not acting in the governance process as people might think. Like let's say you know to increase you know ST Adams you know and raise the the debt limit on ST Adams. Like we're not participating in any of that stuff. I think we're going to abstain because we do st we still will hold the governance power because there's no I guess direct way to. Uh, prevent that. And like I said from, from earlier, uh, to answer your question, V, is we're not going to be participating in anything that would be in a long-term net negative uh, for, for Comdex and, and the ecosystem, like, you know, maybe having uh, speculative pairs to back CMST, all that stuff. Because the thing is with V Harbor is, uh, since it is a money market and it's a, it is a CDP that you'll have voting power to vote towards different, you know, proposals that, you know, have cmst and have you know minting and have listing of assets you know from from that part we're gonna abstain from i'd say speculative assets and stuff that would hurt the protocol long term but if you know you want to list a new asset on on uh, on uh on harbor and it's you know injective i think being an actor in the space we would have to vote in the best interest of, of of harbor protocol and the users which something like injective if we didn't see it posing a risk i think it long term gets more assets on board uh lets people extract liquidity and stuff like that and if that's really what you're asking which i thought you're asking is yes we would we would abstain from stuff that would 
would hurt the long-term success of Comdex and Harbor. It doesn't matter how hard the how high the bribes are. You know, let's say you know some malicious protocol comes in and they want to you know have X amount of bribes towards this speculative asset pool. We're 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 not going to participate in that, and I think we're going to tell them as well as try to communicate with the team. Is you know even though it is a trustless platform, if we see the risk you know being fitting, uh, let's say you have a malicious smart contract or something like that. Uh, obviously bring attention to the users and say, hey, you know, X, you know, X protocol is trying to win over bribe votes because if you click on it and it might seem like a lot in your wallet, because this has happened on actually Velodrome and a few protocols. And this is why I bring up the idea is that you'll have, you know, a huge amount of bribes. It'll look like it's a lot of tokens in your wallet. And then when you go to exchange, it's a malicious smart contract. We're, we're, we're not going to participate in any of that kind of stuff. Like, again, our goal is to protect users and maximize incentives for the users as well as protocols being able to receive, you know, obviously liquidity for doing so. So, Thank you. I know I think that answers my question. And I do believe that uh, over over a term, net, it will be a net positive because it will have let uh, more vHarbor uh, voting power be used for the governance purpose. And that will definitely help the, the protocol. So thank yeah. you for that. As well as V, yes. as I, w- I would like to add is, uh, there is a centralization problem in the beginning. So when the, when it starts, there's probably only going to be a few protocols that participate. But the goal is is to eventually have a lot of protocols participate bidding on these votes. So it is essentially decentralizing itself in the long term. Just in the short term, it's hard to onboard a lot of users and a lot of protocols at the beginning. But if you start off central like a MakerDAO or like a Compound and eventually decentralize the protocol, I mean, it's a net positive in the end. I think that's the goal with the syndicate is eventually have it run without me and have it run without the syndicate team where we have a governance process and a DAO that's ran by users and by sub DAOs that eventually control the syndicate product. And then we can move on, you know, to building other products eventually. So I think that's the goal with the syndicate is to, to, to start off centralized, have it be ran, you know, by us, obviously. I want to still stay on to consult and the direct, and I'll have probably a place in, you know, a sub DAO or a DAO to consult, you know, so it doesn't go in some crazy, I'd say crazy direction like Rook or these fuse pools, like on Rari Capital, where you have the DAOs basically be, you know, ran by <laughs> a few malicious individuals. And I obviously want to prevent that from happening, but still being away kind of like Kane Warwick with synthetics, where he holds a lot of synthetics, but he is not interacting with the day-to-day and it's ran by a few councils and that's kind of the goal of syndicate uh, in the long term is to be run by users and DAOs. so i'm happy to hear that thank you thank you for your answers and your time mike so i will probably give the mic back to uh and Cxedo, but uh, can i just take a minute and quickly share some of the community updates for the people who are present today in the space uh very quickly you know uh if you have been following us uh now there are two more range pools, which is composite uh, USDC graph and uh, Atom SG Appen, which has gone live today. And uh, that also means a phase 15 liquidity pool mining incentives have gone live, which was uh, approved uh, with a proposal, recent proposal on Comdex. And uh, we would be happy also to know that uh, now you will be able to access Comdex ecosystem dash with uh, TFM bridge. Do try those and any questions you have, we are available on our Telegram or our Twitter or our Discord channels. One of the mods would be available 24 hours a day and seven days a week to help you. So with that, thank you for the time and I will give the stage back now. Thank you. Thanks, V.
Uh, Stake Zero, you can go up. Uh, I think you're next. Yeah, hey friends, thanks for bringing me up. This is Nemus from Stake Zero. Hey Mike, uh, great talking to you. Um, so we had uh, this, this, those discussions around bribe mechanisms and how to incentivize maybe voting power and so on across protocols internally a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a very interesting concept, something that has been used in Ethereum for a while now. And yeah, I mean, I, I have basically two questions. Uh, the first one, do I understand correctly, uh, there will be a validator set within the Syndicate Hub that is basically managing the protocol and or, or will it just be some sort of smart contract on top of or outposts on top of other chains? And yeah, maybe quickly the second question, um, what, what kind of other use cases or, or ways to use bribe mechanisms do you see um, other than just like um, yeah, offering emissions on, on those vaults? Like are there any other use cases that can be used in the future? Thank you. So to answer your question is that I uh, appreciate Nemus. I know we've been going back and forth on on on, uh, on messages, but um, I think to answer your question, the first question is uh, the validator set. So Syndicate is an application on uh, on Comdex. So as of right now, there is no plans to do any sort of validator set. I think eventually we with the integration and how we see the IBC is is going to be chain agnostic. So obviously we we started a DAO on DAODAO and we're looking forward to the integration of DAODAO with other applications. So I haven't really figured out how we're going to do it because like I said, we don't even know the tools are going to exist in a year or two years or, you know, five years. So to commit to one thing and say outposts, you know, because outposts might be the right thing right now. But what happens if there's a new technology that comes out, you know, with Celestia or something like that? where you're able to do things seamlessly through a modular blockchain. So it's, it's, it's just hard to commit to something right now. As of right now, we're just an application, like think of like a redacted on Ethereum. And if we wanted to expand to another chain, we'd be essentially an outpost or have to rebuild the code on another chain to be able to, 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 to make it seamless. So uh, the goal right now is to focus on Comdex and eventually expand to other ecosystems. Uh, technically, we haven't really figured out how we're going to do that. Obviously, it's just an idea, but we want to do one thing and do it really good. And that's just maximize incentives, be a liquidity governance black hole and direct incentives and put incentives in the back uh, and, and back into the hands of the users instead of, you know, a malicious LP that holds, you know, 90% of the liquidity pool and they're receiving all the incentives, which has happened before actually that happened on solidly. Uh, on Phantom L2, where somebody created a Batman and Spider-Man pool and directed all the incentives to their self. And that we want to prevent that and be kind of like this middleman, which, you know, says, okay, you know, this is malicious, this is not malicious. And that's the problem where I think V was, was, was essentially, you know, pointing out is that, you know, we're a decision maker and we're centralized, but eventually in the future, if DAOs and sub DAOs are running this whole entire protocol and they're the ones making the decisions, what's malicious and what's not malicious, where incentives going and what are not going. I think that's a net positive for the crypto space, even though you start off centralized. So I think the goal is to be decentralized in a, in a longer time time horizon. Uh, to, to speak to, to your next question is that, you know, what other products and kind of things are we thinking about with the bribe system? Uh, I think the bribe system is, is a pretty interesting idea just for DEXs, but uh, the, the full capability to bribe money markets, I don't think has been realized yet. And I, I don't know if we're too early for that or people don't see and protocols don't see the use in it. But I kind of explained it to Stride and other liquid staking pro projects is that, you know, if you have you know, incentives directed towards a certain vault. What do you think people are going to do 
with the you know the CMST that they 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 extracted from from that. They're probably going to loop it back into more ST atom, kind of like Mars, where you're 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 having you know incentives directed towards a certain vault, and they're looping and buying more. So number one, it puts more buy pressure on on your asset, but it also maintains, I guess, a, 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 a somewhat of a healthy collateral ratio because they're earning rewards uh, on, on a staking derivative vault. So it's not like you're you're you have Ethereum that's not stake Ethereum and you're you're exposed to price risk. Obviously, you're exposed to price risk and DePeg risks and all these other you know smart contract risks with with liquid staking derivatives. But it kind of lowers the risk profile versus you know a a traditional vault like Kidao where you just have you know a you know an Ethereum or a Matic and now you have to worry about you know the price stipulation and now you're you're actually losing staking rewards as well. So I think that's kind of our idea of, you know, the secondary use case of bribes is bribing vaults with the first use case is, is bribing, you know, money markets and, and or sorry, uh, DEXs and enhancing deep liquidity. And, and to add one more thing uh, before, uh, before I uh, let you speak again is that we've been talking internally about having liquidity pools or LP positions as vaults on, uh, on, um, on Harbor. And I think that's another massive, 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 uh, massive upgrade that if, if we could eventually pull it off because key Dow does it and it, it sees a lot of uses, especially let's say like a, you know, a CMST, uh, to USDC vault or like, you know, a, uh, a good example would be a, uh, you know, ST Adam to Adam vault. So now you have, you know, obviously you're collecting LP fees, and then you extract the value from the LP, you're able to uh, borrow against your LP as well. And you obviously could use the vaults to bribe to those, you know, certain liquidity pool positions. And let's say Stride has ST Atom to Atom. They want to bribe the vault versus liquidity pool because they see, you know, it's more fiscally, you know, incentivized to be able to do so. And they're actually getting more for the bang for their buck. So they do that instead of, you know, let's say the pay to play to incentivize uh, Harbor Protocol through Harbor Protocol is going to cost them, you know, 10 cents per bribe versus you know, bribing a money market vault, which is going to cost them five cents per bribe, which makes more sense for them. So I think the goal is to eventually have the protocols decide what's going to be more fiscally, you know, I'd say fiscally beneficial to them, because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to have this massive ecosystem of certain protocols, you know, competing for bribes and the smaller protocols might get priced out. So um, we want to offer other avenues for them to still maximize some sort of incentives or liquidity uh, to be able to to have them have a chance of winning. So, but at the end, if, if the bribes go up, I mean, users can't complain. So. Yeah, it sounds really exciting. <clears throat> uh, looking forward to test the, the debt once, once it's live. Yeah, and and I, I think you know Stakecito and, and a lot of you guys. I think we're going to personally invite a lot of projects and and bigger, uh, bigger. I'd say and more experienced users to to test the platform first because I think, uh, from a user end, you don't want to prevent um users using the platform. But then again, you don't want people just to do it to farm an airdrop either. And we're trying to solve, you know, that idea of you know who's really there to test the app or who's just there to for the incentives and i think uh what we're probably going to do is invite a lot of protocols and i'd say higher profile users first to test the product and then open it to everybody else and then there's still going to be incentivized test net we're not discriminating against that but we want to make sure that people are there for the right reasons and you're not just opening up the public and like well i didn't see any bugs or i didn't see anything and then you find out the product actually had a lot of bugs and people were just there to farm incentives so no, I agree. People underestimate how important it is to have high quality testers at the end of the day as well, you know, and, and sort of to build up your user base uh, later down the road that way. So. Yeah. And I think we're open to, to, you know, obviously working with a lot of the services that the hub has, you know, you have, 
you know, Strangelove, which is software as a service. You have, you know, Notional, that's software as a service. And, you know, eventually when we grow, we're going to probably want to work with a lot of them just because they have a lot of expertise versus, you know, a third-party audit. And we see, you know, the danger of these third-party audits through like Jackal where, you know, they promised that they, you know, did all these things and the auditor didn't really do anything but just collect a check. And we really want to prevent that, you know, in the long term, especially when you're making these LLPs because, the more TVL the LLP has, the more danger that it presents if it were to be, you know, exploited or hacked. And obviously you can't prevent 100% of that. But if you can prevent 99.9% with the 0.01% chance of it happening, you're doing pretty damn good in the crypto space. So I think the goal is to, to, to use whatever revenue that we have, put it back into the protocol. And then eventually, you know, four or five, six years down the road, hopefully it'll be worth it. So anybody awesome. have any other questions? I think, uh, I, think I, I pretty much covered, you know, everything. Yeah, I still I haven't seen any questions come up in the meantime, but I think this has been a very good um, Twitter spaces in general. I think it was great to get an update from what's been going on at Syndicate and super excited to try out the DAP once it's live and, uh, you know, get users in as well. Um, of course, been great speaking to you again, Mike, and, and thank you so much for taking out the time to join us today. But I think we can conclude the spaces today. And uh, thanks, everyone who joined. And yep. hope you guys all have a great rest of the week. Yeah, I just have one more thing to add. Oh, yeah, uh, go ahead. You, please. Let me take the floor. Is that I think for the people listening, um, if I could offer a, a piece, uh, not even of advice, but as of a builder in the space that came on as a user. There is no difference between you or any of us and in the and in, speaking up here. We all came from, you know, a, a space of curiosity and kind of intrigued by the crypto space. So for those people in the audience, like just because we had a background in traditional finance, just because you're a developer, just because this and that doesn't mean that you could ever build a product or be able to, you know, eventually contribute to you know a discord or stuff like that so you know from three years ago to today i never thought that i'd be able to build a decentralized application and now here i am working closely with comdex so for those people in the audience you know stay hungry stay humble you know work as hard as you can you know obviously people that have day jobs you know any sort of time that you could dedicate to contributing you know if that's feedback if that's forms if that's a validator you know, all of that is useful in the greater space of things. And I think it's really going to pay off in the next, you know, three, four years if you just continue to grind and do so. So that's that's kind of the last thing I was going to say. 100% agreed. And, and that's one of the beauties of being in the space that we are in. Um, I think it's open to everyone, everyone who wants to grind and take the effort and make things happen. It, it does reward them with what they seek. And, and that's surely the message to take away as well. So Thanks a lot for that, Mike. I think that was uh, and don't and don't leave when things get bad because that's usually when the best opportunities present themselves. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Very well said. Great, um, perfect. I think uh, great spaces today. Thanks everyone who joined and uh, have a great rest of the day, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Comdex Weekly Spaces, today featuring Syndicate, recorded on Thursday, March 30th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. 
plain old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-Bubba-Billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-Bubba-Billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the birds view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces